Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 256. This week, I am getting ready to head off to Seattle to take my very first Royal Caribbean cruise to Alaska. In fact, this is a Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise to Alaska. I cannot wait, and on this week's episode... We are previewing this cruise, sharing what we got lined up, all the great group cruise events, and everything else in between. Here we go. Over the years, I've taken a lot of Royal Caribbean cruises to varied destinations in the Caribbean, but I've never had the opportunity to expand my horizons to go on a completely new itinerary until now. This week, I'll be joining a lot of friends from Royal Caribbean blog on Explorer of the Seas, as we take a seven-night cruise to Alaska and take on this new adventure together. This cruise is a Royal Caribbean blog group cruise where I invite anyone listening to this podcast or reading royalcaribbeanblog.com to join me on a Royal Caribbean cruise. After all, the only thing better than a Royal Caribbean cruise is a Royal Caribbean cruise with friends. And in addition to the exciting places we'll be visiting, we have some fun events lined up for those of us in our group, and I think this is going to be an unforgettable experience in that we not only get to discover Alaska together, but share the experience with a large group of friends. And speaking of friends, into on today's episode to preview our cruise is Annette Jackson from MEI Travel. Welcome, Annette. Hey, Matt. You all packed and ready? No, but I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited to uh, go to Alaska. This is my first time going to Alaska. Annette, have you been to Alaska before? I have not. I think you've forgotten our conversation years ago. I said I would never go to Alaska until I was much older than I am, or you did a group cruise. So there you go. Woo. <laughs> well, I like it warm. I like it warm. Yeah. This is going to be different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I remember uh, one of my wife's good friends, she went on rail cruise for her honeymoon. She went to Alaska for her honeymoon, and she came back and said she hated it because the the weather and everything like that. I was like, well, that's what the Caribbean is for. It's for, you know. But but Alaska, the, the destination is so impressive and such a, you know, grandiose kind of scale that everything I've read and everyone that's talked to me about it and that has just been, you know, just like, oh, they, they, they can't put into words the experience that we're about to have here in terms of, you know, the scenery, nature, and just the spectacle of really what Alaska has to offer. So I guess I'll start off with, with this kind of question. What are you most excited about? I can't wait to see how this just evolves in front of us as we're going up. I can't wait to see the glaciers. I'm yeah. taking a train ride up into Alaska some a little bit. So um, as one of my short excursions, I just want to see, and I know we're just getting a little taste um, but I see a whole bunch of pictures. A good friend of mine lives in Alaska. And so I see her pictures all the time and they're just fabulous. And it's not what you think of, you know. Right. And so, you know, and she keeps telling me, it's not going to be that cold. It's not going to be that cold. I'm like, okay, I, I should live in Florida. 68 <laughs> degrees, I need a jacket. So, <laughs> but, you know, it's, I, I really am looking forward to seeing all of that. And, it's going to be fun to see because so many people in this group have never been to Alaska. Absolutely, so I think for a lot, lot of people, this. this is this is an opportunity to check a, a or check a checkbox or whatever the you, know, you take do the bucket list. Bucket list. That's right. You know, hit that. That, that it's one of those big itineraries that I feel like a lot of people, especially even us as Americans, really look forward to doing someday. I think there's a couple yep. of those: Alaska, Panama Canal, 
maybe somewhere in the in Europe. But you know, Alaska right, is a camel. Such an obvious yeah, one. whatever. Right, a yeah. camel. <laughs> Each their own. Um, I'll point out that you know, with this one, we plan this. I was looking back at some old emails you and I traded back and forth in it. I think we started doing this like in early 2017. Royal Caribbean typically releases Alaska itineraries about a year and a half beforehand. Unlike Caribbean itineraries, which can, which can come out like two or three years in advance, uh, Alaska tends to be more like one plus year in advance, so to speak. Kind of funny. Jumped up. Yeah. I, I got to say, though, just to stop you right there, we were on a lure of the seas when you first came up with the idea. Really? We were on the group cruise for a lure of the seas. When you first came up, and I told you you had to wait. So then we planned it while we were on Navigator. That's right. Now it's coming back to me. I remember <laughs> scrambling on a I was in the champagne bar, and I was like, Annette, let's book Alaska. And you're like, that's great. And then he came back because he can't book Alaska. He got to wait. <laughs> I was I so excited to be ahead of the game. And then it was like, oh, we're too far ahead of the game. We got to wait. Yeah. So, But we did book it on day one, as I recall. Yes, we did. Yeah, and uh, obviously, I mean, you know, one of the mantras we always like to share here at Real Caribbean Blog is to book your cruise as early as you can. And I think the lesson is really important in Alaska because of the fact that I think prices have only really gone up since we booked it. And, uh, you know, uh, certainly uh, I'm grateful that we got at the rate that we got for for this cruise. Um, let's talk about what we booked because I think it's a good starting point. Uh, for our family, we booked a junior suite. That connects to a balcony, uh, standard balcony room, because we were traveling with my wife and two kids. And, you know, for me, Annette, uh, there were two things that came to my mind. First of all, everybody who you talk to who's ever been to Alaska on a cruise before will tell you about balcony, balcony, balcony. It's just like it's not, you know, it's just the way to go, it seems. And on top of that, you know, as many of you know, I like having a separation from my kids. And we had on Navigator, this is the aforementioned Navigator of the Seas Group Cruise we did uh, the other year. We had a grand suite connecting to a balcony. They don't have that configuration on here on 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 Explore, but uh, this is the next best thing, and certainly I think it's uh, for the price of what we're paying. It's 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 worth it in a way to kind of splurge a little bit and be able to you know see everything around us. And I, and then I feel like you also uh, went in a similar direction in terms of uh, looking towards and you know, what others were recommending for rooms as well. Well, I always like the back of the ship. So I was able to get a back corner on the ship, so a little larger balcony. So, yeah, I figured if I'm going to have some time out there looking out at the seas and looking at the scenery, that was the way to go. And I might be able to invite a couple of friends over if they yeah, one of the co- balcony. Right. And that that's a really interesting point. And we're going to talk about this, I think, when we do the follow-up episode of this podcast to talk about our, our review of this cruise. Because – you know, like I said, everyone talks about the importance of a balcony, and I get it. I mean, look, at some point, when everybody tells you the same thing, and it probably tells you something, but I'm still like, not that I'm not convinced, but I'm really, I'm intrigued to see why everyone says that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it hasn't quite resonated with me that, I don't think I made a, a mistake by any means, but I just, I, I guess I need to see from my own eyes, like, why it's so important for a balcony, because I've done ocean-facing balconies, certainly on, on, Caribbean cruise, and they're nice, don't get me wrong, but I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly fine in an inside room on those itineraries. I'm just curious to see what, what makes balconies in Alaska so special. I think it's going to be the crowd up on decks. Oh, um, when really? you start looking at the pictures of um, people going out and, you know, your ocean view, your inside staterooms, they're all wanting to be out to see the scenery because that's what this is just unfolding in front of you. So I think that's right. part of the reason. 
So we're going on a seven-night uh, round-trip cruise from Seattle, Washington. Now, Royal Caribbean offers uh, primarily, I guess, two kinds of Alaska cruises. One is the one we're doing, which is the round trip out of Seattle. The other one is a either a, a northbound one-way or a southbound one-way cruise. Uh, the advantage of the nor- the one-way cruise is you get to more ports. You get to more, a little more intimate experience in Alaska. You get to see more of the countryside. The downside of that, of course, is that you either need to dedicate two weeks because each one-way is seven nights, or you have to fly to or from Alaska. And neither of those scenarios are going to fly with me. So uh, I opted for Explorer the Seas out of, out of Seattle. It's certainly more convenient. I recognize that I'm sure there's a lot of Alaska diehards that will tell you that the one ways are the way to go, and I so I totally understand that. You're not, I'm not denying all that, but I also need to be realistic in <laughs> how I'm going to do it. And my hope, honestly, is that this will not be the first and only time we are going to Alaska. My hope is that we'll be able to return at some other point and be able to check out some of those other places and do a little more uh, in in depth approach to Alaska. But for what we wanted to do here, I felt like this is a really good starting point because not only does it allow us to. Uh, get to Alaska easily because Seattle is uh, significantly simpler to fly to and from. But also, uh, being explorer of the seas, a large cruise ship in itself, you know that means there's a lot of great stuff on board the ship. It's good for the kids. It's good for us. We tend to like larger ships anyway. So I feel like it's a really good fit for where we're at here. And 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 certainly you've you've seen both ends of the spectrum as well from from a booking perspective. But you know I I, I kind of feel like you know there there's a lot of possibilities, but. You know, going on the seven-nighter has its advantages, too. Yeah, well, and just truth being told, we both kind of went, ugh, when Ovation came out and went to Alaska. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we knew we couldn't rethink it and move everybody. So, yeah, there might be another chance of going to Alaska. True, true, true. Uh, But anyway, this is a great opportunity. We're going to be visiting uh, Juneau, uh, Skagway. And Victoria, British Columbia, which is in Canada, so three ports, and also we're going through uh, Tracy Arm, uh, so we're going to have an opportunity to see quite a bit of the countryside in the seven nights that we're there. It's you know it's, it's interesting because uh, for each of the ports, we'll talk about what we're doing here. Um, I mean, there's so many considerations, and you know, coming from a Caribbean background, I feel like a lot of what we're looking at here, while there's a lot of similarities in terms of booking it. It's just like there's so many different choices and so many different expensive choices to consider as well. <laughs> it is one of those where you go, oh, sharks. Oh, sure. Excursions. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. pretty expensive. But I think it's amazing. There's some really amazing things. If you love a helicopter, man, you get plenty of opportunities. I'm scared yeah, of heights. So that's not something I'm concerned about doing. <laughs> Right, and there's there's a lot of excursions to consider. So let's talk about each port and what we, why we chose what we chose, Annette. Uh, let's start with Juno, uh, and that's the that's the easiest one there. What do you have lined up for Juno? Uh, let's see, Juno, Juno. Oh, that's my long long day of. Um, I'm doing three excursions because <laughs> oh, really? we are in port for forever. So um, yes, I will say um, mine are not with Royal Caribbean. So I'm using a company called Shore Trips, and um, I am doing whale watching. I'm going to Mindenhall Glacier, and I'm going to a salmon bake. Nice. So I hope nobody has any problems on that day because <laughs> I'm kind of gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I mean, there's we're in port for a long time. I don't remember the exact yeah. hours, but there's a fair amount of time that's in there. And obviously, look, for Annette and I, it's our first time going there. I think a lot of people as well. You know, you want to be able to get as much in as you can. And certainly, 
I, even though the we booked one excursion as well, but I, there's still going to be some extra time there. Um, and it sounds like your excursion, though, before we get to mine stuff, it sounds like you booked it primarily because it gives you a little taste of everything. Is that, is that fair to say how you looked at it? It really is. I knew I wanted to see the glacier because my friend who lives in Alaska said, if you get to go to Mendenhall, you must do it because she's never been. And she says that's a bucket list for her. So, um, and um, the whales, I was like, yeah, I gotta. Although, you know, my experience with vehicles and things, I don't know. Maybe nobody wants to be on that boat with me. Um, and then it was only like $10 more to throw in the salmon bake. So I was odd as well. Um, so, but mine starts at one o'clock and ends at seven. Wow, that's a, that's a pretty lengthy one, but it is nice. You get to sleep in at least. <laughs> there was a plan to this. <laughs> yes. Um, for Juno, we ended up booking the Alaska Sled Dogs and Mushers Camp uh, through Royal Caribbean. In fact, all of our excursions are through Royal Caribbean. And we booked this one for one reason, one reason only. My, my wife wanted to go play with puppies. I was going to say, so, it's for the dogs, right? Yes, exactly for the dogs. That's essentially what it's all about. Uh, we're going to go over there. Uh, it is only a two hour and 15 minute excursion. So we'll get to the extra time after that. But basically you go to a, uh, mushers camp where you'll meet the Huskies, enjoy a sled ride. And from what I've seen on the videos, it's a sled ride, not on snow. It's like on wheels kind of. And, um, you know, you get to learn more about, uh, the, the sport and sort of, you know, learn more about the history there and, and pet um, the puppies. And pet the puppy. It's really just about the puppies. <laughs> so I'm not going to pretend that it's anything else other than just meeting the puppies. That's all we're doing there. But I, <laughs> But I am interested to go on our own. I'm hoping we'll be able to have – I think we're going to have enough time because uh, our excursion is like kind of oh, yeah. the day to go to Mendenhall uh, Glacier Visitor Center. And it's a state mm-hmm. park, national forest, however you want to look at it. And you can just – our plan is we're just going to take a taxi and just go straight over there and walk around. I mean I just figure for photos alone it will be worthwhile. We're not going to yeah. go crazy. We are not hiking people. Like I, everyone's like, you should go on like a four-hour hike. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I, I walk down the street. That is a hike for Matt, me. Matt, use so. the kids. Shh, use the kids. We have kids with us. <laughs> we can't do that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we're going to go and just like there's some easy trails from what I understand. I just want to be able to see the glacier, take some nice photos, spot some animals. And, you know, I don't need to go crazy and total, you know, in touch with nature and born free playing in the background. I just right. want to be able to enjoy a nice scenic view. We have a cruise left to go on. There's still other That's ports. Right. That's right. So I'll be honest with you. Let's talk about one other thing, which, of course, is Mendenhall Glacier, because there are a lot of excursions that go there. Uh, You can take helicopters or seaplanes that will take you onto the glacier itself. They're extremely expensive. I mean, we're talking about they start at about $300 per person. Usually they're closer to about, I would say, $400 to $500 a person. And, you know, forgetting my my crazy fears of flying, of which I have a really deep-rooted fear of flying, but even if I could – come up with the liquid courage to <laughs> overcome that problem um it's insanely expensive like <laughs> it's the greenback I mean, problem <laughs> yeah it's, it's i mean if we brought our kids it'd be you know two thousand dollars basically for the four of us to go and if i leave my kids on the ship that's still two g's i'm dropping i'm sure it's wonderful i'm sure it's really really nice i just couldn't pull the trigger on two thousand dollar excursion to to do that, you know, or a thousand dollar excursion, however the math works out. Mm-hmm. I think about I'm it, but, scared of heights. Know. You could, they would have to pay me to do it. Yeah, no, I just, I would like to, like, I would love to yeah. be there, but I just can't getting there. And of course, the cost is just a lot. But a lot of people swear it's the most amazing thing in the whole wide world, and I'm not denying that. But I just, yeah, it's a lot. So we're sounding we kind of wimpy right now. We're we are, wimpy. but you know what? <laughs> wimpy people survive and get back to the Windsor Air buffet afterwards for dinner. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 
For Skagway, uh, I had this one. So my wife was all about the sled dogs and being the puppies. I saw this one, and it was end of conversation when I saw it. We are doing a Yukon Hummer adventure. We're renting Humvees and driving around Alaska and Canada, as I understand it. Wow. Yeah, I, I've never driven a, a Humvee before, and now we have an opportunity not only to explore Alaska, but go on a – usually you see a lot of these, they're like Jeep Wrangler kind of tours. But mm-hmm. this is a – I believe it's a H2, if I'm not mistaken, but maybe an H3. I don't, I don't know which one. But anyway, it doesn't matter. We can it's drive Humvees. It's Humvees. You know what that means? Yeah, it's a car. It's got air conditioning. It's got heat. It's got padded seats, and I can see everything from there. This is perfect for our family uh, <laughs> because I think this is going to be a great way to do it. Um there's only one ca- caveat, which is that according to the website, you can't bring uh, my youngest daughter with us. And we're not exactly sure why. We're going to go on board the ship and ask exactly because they have an age restriction on and they won't let it, they won't let us book her. My, my wife and I were thinking, like, maybe it's just they don't provide car seats. And if we bring her own car seat, they won't care. But anyway, we'll talk about that. We'll figure it out. Worst case scenario is one or both kids will stay on board the ship. I hate for that to be the case because, of course, you know, it's, it's Alaska and there's, you know, beautiful things to see there. But, um, you know, this is our tentative plan going in. Right. And uh, pretty excited about that. What do you have lined up in Skagway? Um, The White Pass train. Ooh, classic. So you train up, but then I'm taking a bus back, so I'm not on the same track going up. Interesting. So I can see some different different stuff. Exactly. That's the important thing. I remember I took the – I did a train tour in St. Kitts. And we did the train one way and the bus back. And it's actually better that way because otherwise you see the exact same thing on the way right. back. Yeah, makes sense. It is one of um, the reasons why I didn't book with Royal and I booked through short trips because this was an option. Whereas if you go through Royal, it was the train and I was uh, – I would sleep on the fun- way back. Yep. And, and what's interesting is you mentioned short trips. We looked up there and a couple other websites and we actually found a very similar, not the exact same uh, Humvee tour that they offer, mm-hmm. that Royal offers. And it was the same restriction on age, which is kind of odd. Um, so I'm not sure what it's all Something's about. Something's up with that. Yeah. But it is important that when you're talking about Alaska to always look at both options. Um, it, it, I'll be honest. It was – excursions in general were very overwhelming in the beginning. Like I just felt like I had no idea what was what to do there. You know, And like it was like there were like eight possible things that looked amazing. Yeah. And it was a matter of really just – you've got to take some time and just sit down and – Look it all over. I mean, it's almost like you have to go into it like you're going to like a college final where it's like, oh, God, I got to study. All right, tonight I'm going to stay home and we're going to just crack open the book and look at it. That's essentially what we did one evening. We just sat there and we're like, all right, let's look at that one. All right, new tab, new tab, new tab, new tab, right? Just keep on opening all those browser tabs until you find one that looks yeah. interesting. You kind of narrow it down based on experience, hours, and and price. And the other thing is my wife and I, we kind of came to a – a, a understanding is that look, we book these things. They're not for the full day, but we're in these ports. It's kind of fun to explore these ports as well. Between Juno and Skagway, they've got their own little culture, some great restaurants and bars, and you know, there's something to be said about being able to just walk around and also explore those areas too. So I kind of feel like we're we got a little bit of a, a backup if all else fails. Yeah, no, you, you got to have that kind of plan. And I will say, we went back and forth and back and forth. The dog sled looked amazing. The the glacier looked amazing. One of the reasons why we ended up with the what I'm calling is the triple play <laughs> on the one day is because I wanted to do whales. He did not. <laughs> he decided that salmon bake was not so bad. So I was going along. So, you know, it, 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 it was a lot of if I give you this, then I get that. 
Sounds right. like y'all did the same thing. If you get puppies, I get the Hummer. That's right. There you go. <laughs> um, and lastly, we have Victoria, British Columbia. Here we're doing the Castle and Garden Tour. This is uh, looking at, again, back going back to our research. It seems like the two things, the two things to do is uh, Craig Rock Castle, maybe, and Bouchard Gardens. So it's a tour that offers both. And we're going to go do that. And then, you know, we'll go around Victoria, maybe, and walk around town. But should be, uh, hopefully, the weather will cooperate here more than any other port because I understand it's quite beautiful there. And I'd love for it mm-hmm. to be a great day to be able to really uh, take in the gardens, especially. Right. So. This is where we're doing our own thing. Um, we are setting up our own little pub crawl. Um, and uh, anybody that... Who's we? Who's we and where's my invite? Well, I'm getting ready to say you didn't even let me finish. I'm, I'm putting the finishing touches on it because I have six or seven agents that just went there and did this. So I will have the locations of the um, different pubs so people can find. They said it was a $7 taxi ride. In and then you just walk everything back and then it was $10 back. So um, I'm working on putting that together so I could just give everybody a list if they don't have plans and they were just going to walk around. Not that you have to walk around with us. We don't mind if you go around and pub crawl with us. But um, <laughs> this, Tracy and I are probably this will be the most expensive port probably for us. <laughs> Speaking of events, actually, we should also mention, of course, the Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise events. Because, after all, being a Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise is more than just going on the same cruise together. We like to organize a number of events throughout the cruise and basically invite you to come join us for it. And some of these events are just kind of like, you know, loose get-togethers and others are more formalized events. Now, with all group cruises, we have uh, – basically, we invite everybody to be able to join us for it. We want it to be as inclusive as we can. And so, of course, if you're listening to all this and you'd love to join us for other group cruises, good news. There are still four other group cruises lined up between now and the end of 2019. So you can find all more details on our show notes at realcreamblog.com. But let's go through some of these events, Annette, because we've got a lot of fun. In fact, I think we've got the most events we've ever organized for a single group cruise. Uh, and we're, we're bringing back some favorites and we're also adding on some more uh some new ones which i think are gonna be even cooler in their own respect uh but again these events are open to almost all events are open to everybody some events are limited to those who have booked into uh the group that of course our our good friends at mei travel have set up for us uh basically the way that works is if you book your cruise through mei travel not only do you support royalcreamblog.com but you'll be included in our group and being included in the group gives us more power if you will with royal caribbean and as a result, we like to turn around and use some of the uh, amenities we get from Royal Caribbean back into the group and kind of reward it that way. It uh, really means a lot to have your support booking into these, not only booking the group cruises, but booking into the group themselves. And as a reward, you'll see some events that we've got lined up here are for those that booked into the group, and in addition to some other surprises that will be coming their way as well. Um, so let's jump right into it. And now let's talk about even before we get on the cruise, we're going to meet up uh, in Seattle. Yes, we are, which it's going to seem like really, really late to all of us because most everybody's coming from the East Coast. So 5 p.m., pizza. That's right. Before the cruise, we've got a uh, – we're staying at the – many of us are staying at the Holiday Inn Express, so we're going to be doing a meetup. Of course, you can – anybody can join us for that one. That's that's just the kind of like the get-to-know-each-other kind of meet before the cruise and, um, you know, what else are you going to really be doing at that late hour? You'll be, it's not even that late, but you know what I mean. It's, right. it's just more of an opportunity right. to kind of get together. It's late to all of us, but no, 5 o'clock, that's perfect. Um, that's right. I will say, you know, it is bring your own beverage. 
whatever you would like. There is a convenience shop at the hotel. There's also a, Wal- a Walgreens about a block away. Um, and then there was a cute little, what was the name of that store? I've just gone. Uh, I'll put it in the group me. Um, I've got a map sure. and I've got a couple of locations for people. So if you want something different to drink that you think might not be at the Holiday Inn, but they'll have beer, a little bit of wine and, and some soft drinks there. And we, we should know we're bringing pizza. Oh, we got the pizza. We just, yeah. you know, it's too hard yeah, to, it's you know, it's, yeah. it definitely is. It's too hard to go. And let me have your drink order. Yeah, exactly. No, we, we bring the pizza. You bring your own drinks. And it's this is no different than in college, really. Yep. Bring uh, what's on board? Let's have fun. There you go. What's on board the ship? Uh, we've got uh, two great meats to start us off with versus the go with the lava flow meat where we get to enjoy everyone's favorite mixed drink, the lava flow. Even if you don't like the lava flow, which I can't imagine how you wouldn't like it, uh, it's just a kind of a social uh, social meet up in the Viking Crown Lounge. We get to enjoy some drinks together, and kind of it's a, our official uh, kickoff event, if you will, uh, on board the ship. And then also uh, a little later in the day, after mustard drill, we'll be enjoying sail away together as we wave bye to Seattle, bye to work, forget about all that stuff, and just enjoying our our, our cruise together uh, on the Skybar. These are two events, Annette, that we've done. A uh, number of group cruises already, and they're great ways to really just kick off the fun. Yeah, you definitely want to come to the Lava Flow meet, even if you're not going to drink, even if you're not. Bring the kids up. We normally kind of take over that space because a lot of people aren't up there. Um, but come by because that's where you're going to get your lanyards. That's where you're going to get – if you need a printed out copy of the schedule, I'm going to have that for you. There's going to be some little things there for you. Um, you know, stop. It's a great way to start to meet everybody from the beginning. Heck yeah. And um, the next day, the 23rd, uh, we're starting off with, with a brand new event, something we haven't done before, but I think this is going to be a lot of fun. This is a welcome party. This event is exclusively for those that have booked the MEI travel, but the, what's nice about this event is we're actually renting out the uh, private space at Dizzy's, which is up in the Viking Crown Lounge again, and for uh, starting at 1 o'clock, we're going to be having an event that includes uh, beverage and food. That's right. You heard this right. We're going to be providing free alcohol here on and other drinks you don't have to have just booze um, but at the welcome party up there and this will be a great way to again uh, get a chance to meet everybody talk already talk about our first day that we're on board this is uh, of course our sea day so uh you know kind of just maybe again it, it's a good opportunity to hang out together and actually it ended up becoming a pregame for the next event we'll talk yeah. about here in a minute but <laughs> i was going to say though definitely you know don't stay away from these events because you have kids um i will say of all of our group cruises this is the most kids under 10 that we've had so yeah, absolutely definitely bring the kids bring please. the kids you know bring them yeah i have i have two kids i bring them they're they're more annoying than your kids don't worry <laughs> about that they you know it's it's we absolutely want this to be as inclusive as we can. And unless we ever say otherwise, which I don't think we have an event that says otherwise, uh, you know, kids are always invited. So please, you know, whether you're talking about going, if you're on this cruise or future Royal Caribbean blog group cruises, we absolutely want everybody able to join. So bring, yeah. bring mom and dad, bring the kids, you know, bring your cousins, whoever. <laughs> it's, it's all good. I do think the uh, only thing we've ever said no kids to is the insider's meal. Ah, that's, that's the only story. thing. Yeah. Just right. put unless the disclaimer out there. Uh, next up, of course, we have the most civilized bar crawl ever. I think this is like 4.0 or something like that. Basically, it's a pub crawl uh, around Explorer of the Seas. We're going to enjoy a number of different bars here. Uh, fair warning, 
I think I'm back in charge of planning this because I was kicked out of planning this last couple of group cruises because I'm not efficient with my timing. I tend to get – I'm a social butterfly and I tend to lose track of time and then uh, some of the uh, bar crawl – uh, aficionados get very upset that I'm not crawling enough, <laughs> but we'll try my best this time around. Five minutes at one bar, 35 at another. It's just not right. <laughs> eh, it's all good. I'll have to as be the Billy. I'll have to have the timer going so uh, I can go. There you go. go. <laughs> Basically, a pub crawl is a great opportunity also to explore a lot of the bars that are on the ship. Uh, some of us, not me, but some of us have the drink package and we get an opportunity to kind of, you know, see what all the bars are all about. Check out the different menus and otherwise spend your sea day and wetting your whistle with some great beverages. That'll be at 2.30 on uh, on the sea day. So that's a, that's a pretty fun one that we've done. And it's always been a big hit, especially towards the end. <laughs> and I'm so glad ice skating was not at the end of this because that was yes. getting scary. We're getting to that. We're getting to that. We've got some really <laughs> cool events. The next day, I forget what port we're in, but we're in a port. But we are starting off our morning, though, with a new event called Sunday Brunch Meet. And we kind of thought, well, it's a port day, so everyone's going to be busy in port, and we don't want to, you know, get in the way of that. But because we don't get into port a little later in the day, we thought, let's enjoy some brunch together in the, the classiest place we could find that had no cover charge, the Windjamere, right? No expense spared. That's right. <laughs> Unless you want soda, that's spared. But uh, <laughs> but in there, it's going to be an opportunity. Let's have breakfast together. Talk about what we've got lined up for that day. And uh, this, week, this way we can sleep in a little bit. Notice, by the way, for those keeping score at home, I try to keep the events as late as I can to allow certain people to be able to sleep in and not have to wake up at 7 a.m. So you're welcome, everybody. But uh, Sunday brunch meet, kind of something new, different, easy to go to. And I think it'll be a nice opportunity to start our day. Now, of course, uh, we have some. Uh, there's a lot more events coming up. We've got the group photo. We're also doing a photo safari. This is a, this is a new event that we're adding. Where basically, you know, I have my, I have a, a a decent camera. I'm not very good at using it, but I like to be able to, you know, since we're going to be uh, taking advantage of some of the amazing scenery around us, I feel like it's really hard to get a bad photo. But we're going to basically go as a group and try to, you know, learn from each other and take photos and kind of compare shots. It's kind of an it's very informal get together of just really just you know, if you have a decent camera or you want to get better at using your camera, like me, this is a good opportunity to be able to learn and share and kind of, you know, pick up maybe tips here and there. Uh, we've got actually t- two people in our group are really good photographers, if you ask me. Shout out to uh, Twangster and Cook and Yo. So, you know, it's just basically if you have a nice camera or you want to take decent photos, come join us for it. And we'll or if enjoy you just want to see their photos as they're taking them. That's right. If you want to know what photos you're going to steal later from yep. Facebook and, and put it on your own, this is the meet to go to. Uh, we also have the Hoity Toity Wine and Cheese event. Um, wine and cheese together in the evening. Uh, Location to be announced. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We're going to yeah, figure that one, one out. Yep. And then uh, this one is a this is a really fun one uh, that I'm 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 very happy we we're able to put this together. I'm pretty sure this event came about. We were on Periscope talking about something, and then I was like, Annette, we should do an, an, a meetup. Like this, and then, you know, usually I yell a lot of things at Annette, but she actually wrote it down, and she made it happen, so kudos <laughs> to Annette. We have rented out Studio B, the ice skating rink, just for us. So we're going to go ice skating in Alaska on the ship, and I love this idea, Annette, because not only is it a fun idea that we're going ice skating in Alaska, which is cute in and of itself, but it's a private event just for us. And that means if you, and anyone who's gone ice skating on any roller coaster ship knows this. That means there's no line to contend with of other guests that you have to try to, you know, because the, there's only limited amount, limited amount of space on the ice. 
but we get an opportunity just for us to be able to do it. But it, it, and again, just saying, if you don't want to ice skate, come watch. This could be hysterical. Yeah, if you want to see me fall on the, <laughs> on the ice, this is your opportunity to do so. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's a great social opportunity. You can come and just watch everybody ice skate or come ice skate yourself. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And again, this event is exclusively for those that booked the MEI Travel. And uh, I, I'm so excited we get to put this thing together because this is a fun uh, meet that we get to orchestrate. And I think it's going to be a lot of good memories here. And especially if some of – well, it's 10 a.m. You think people are going to be drinking before the meet? I don't think I so, but I don't think that really matters for some people with ice skating, <laughs> does it? <laughs> That's right. Should that I have couple... liquid encouragement before we start? <laughs> I think you need your balance. I'm just saying. But you know, to each their own. I'm not judging. Just if you're going to wipe out, do it not in front of me, please. Um, we've also got a – we're going to try something new, which is an insiders-only lunch. We're inviting uh, Royal Cream Block insiders that are on board the ship. If, if you're listening to this now and this is news to you, I think you missed the memo. Sorry. But uh, for those of you that are Royal Green Blog insiders who basically donate to RoyalGreenBlog.com and are on this cruise, I'm inviting them to come join me for a special lunch so we get to enjoy lunch together. That's going to be a great one. Of course, if you – it's one of those events where, if you're, again, if you're hearing about it now, well, you know, sorry. Uh, but I hope, I'm hopeful we'll do – replicate this kind of an event on future cruises because i think it's a really neat opportunity again to have a little more intimate experience and again any way i can give back to the insiders for all the support that you guys give to me i am all about that uh, and for all those be. that rsvp'd to me i have a little note card you're going to get it on your door just like on a cruise where they remind you you've got dinner at chops you're going to get it from me so you know if there's a problem you all will know how to get a hold of me and we will get it fixed but I've got everybody that RSVP'd. We've got the space reserved. So this will be a fun a fun time. Absolutely. But again, adult only. Sorry. Speaking of the next event, this one, I'm, if I had to say I'm most excited about an event, I think this might be it, which is the Royal Caribbean Blog Trivia Night. I can't Have you I'm finished right. it? <laughs> uh, mostly. About 90% <laughs> done. But I'm that, shocked. That's what, that's what the airplane ride is for. Um <laughs> I, this is a trivia night event. If you've ever been to a pub uh, uh, or a bar in your local town or somewhere you've done trivia night, I think it's going to be similar unless your trivia nights are a little more weirder than mine are. Basically, it's team-based. Everyone's going to form up teams, and there's going to be multiple rounds of 10 questions covering everything from Royal Caribbean, cruising in general, and other topics I can't share because that would be cheating at this point. It's basically an opportunity to kind of put your uh, – oh, man, I just found a typo in here. Putting your your brains Oops. together and kind of you know seeing who's the nerdiest of the nerds, and it's a fun opportunity, you know, uh, just a, a good get together, enjoy some drinks, and you know, see who's uh, who's paying the most attention out there. This should be a lot of fun. So and, study uh, hard. Everybody's flying cross country. That's right. You got to do something on the on this plane ride over there. So make sure you're studying on that. And of course, it wouldn't be a Royal Green Blog group cruise if we did not have a live podcast recording. So we'll be talking about the cruise that we almost have just finished up uh, and talk about the different experiences uh, there and kind of basically review it, not only Explore the Seas, but also the Alaska itinerary. And I'm really looking forward to hearing some of the conclusions we all came to and kind of comparing, contrasting our pre-cruise ex- expectations versus what actually transpired and I think it's going to be a really interesting episode. And of course, you'll be hearing that episode uh, probably two weeks from this one. So 
um, you know, that'll be a great opportunity also to do that. It's always a lot of fun because we get, you know, we get to, because so many of us do such different things. I mean, heck, just Annette and I just rattled off a number of excursions that we're doing and there's no overlap there. I feel like this is a really good way to, um, you know, share everything that we did. And, and it's a good way to also, you know, highlight some of the really cool tips and strategies everyone used. And make sure you come to this, even if you don't plan on talking, because it's it's a lot of fun to hear different people's, you know, what they did. This is a great time to hear that. And then you never know, you might have something you did. You didn't think it was all that spectacular. But then once listening to everybody else, you realize yours was really amazing. And you want to share. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, these group cruises are so much fun. I mean, they, they take a lot of work, mostly on Annette's part. Um, and, and full credit to Annette for for doing it all because uh, it's it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun to do these uh, these group cruises because you get to meet a lot of like minded individuals who love cruising, love Royal Caribbean, and it's I, my favorite part of Annette about a group cruise is when you're walking around the ship and you just see friendly faces all around because we distribute lanyards and that that way it's really easy to pick up on who's part of the group. And you get an opportunity, you know, you you see everybody, and it's it's cool. You're walking down the Royal Promenade, you're in the elevator. And when you it, it kind of feels like you know everyone on board, which is a really nice feeling, and I really relish that uh, that part of the group cruise. Now that's always a lot of fun, and it's so funny to see on the first day where people are a little more timid, but then a- after we do the pub crawl, we're like one big huge family at that point. If you jump <laughs> into the events at that point, really, because you've seen each other, you know, and then we're gonna you're gonna see everybody at night too. Um, yeah. you know, definitely walk up to someone if you see the lanyard and, you know, have a seat, get to know them and sit and chat. Um, you know, don't be shy. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and, uh, you know, it's going to be, I just, I, you know, Annette, there's so much to this trip between, you know, getting to the port hmm. and then, you know, the cruise itself and Alaska and the itineraries and the events. And then afterwards we're staying in Seattle for a little bit to explore that city as well. You know, it's it's one of those trips. I, I haven't even, we haven't even left my house yet, and I can already understand why people talk about Alaska with such grandiose terms compared to the Caribbean. Nothing wrong with the Caribbean. Don't get me wrong, but it's you know it's that when people say, "Oh, there's nothing like Alaska," I can totally understand why already, and I haven't even gone there yet. Yeah. Well, it, 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 how funny is it that you have your normal go-to for your Caribbean cruises? You know, like Wilson had his picture with this. <laughs> <laughs> with the snorkels right. and the stuff. And he's like, Oh, can't take that. It's, <laughs> you know, it's back to almost when you went on that first cruise and you were a little unfamiliar about what to take. Um, so you have to think a little differently for an Alaska cruise. So that's been kind of fun. You know, it's not the same old, same old clothes. Oh, this is what I take to the Caribbean. Yeah. And speaking of that, by the way, um, I just want to point out that if if the U.S. government or any government really is trying to look to you know uh, help their economy, if they're saying, "Man, the economy's <laughs> sluggish a little bit," we just need a way to to get it going again. All they have to do is just give away free cruises, right? Because the amount of money we've spent on things that we quote unquote need—I'm using the air quotes right now that nobody can see—but you know the <laughs> the amount of clothes, shoes, backpacks, jackets, and Everything else in between, it's like we didn't have anything before, but it's man, it's amazing. I mean, this phenomenon is not uh, exclusive to to, the, to Alaska cruises. We buy a lot of stuff for every cruise, but man, for this one, it was just like I felt like it was just if it, it could be summed up, we just were running around back and forth with our hands in the air, screaming, "We well, don't have anything. We need to get new stuff." <laughs> Oh, yeah. I haven't even started packing, so I don't even know exactly what I have. So We just have bags 
of with the receipts still in there, just sitting in a corner somewhere, just like stacked up. Like, where is that? Oh, it's in the corner. I'm gonna go grab that or I'm gonna put that in there. So, man, I will. Yeah, I, I will say what, it, make sure you have some kind of rain gear with you just in case because it's rainy season. So. You know, for anybody that hasn't packed yet, I know a few people in the group already have their luggage packed at the door. <laughs> What's that like? I would love to know what it's like to be packed like five days before your cruise. Because man, I'm, I'm still printing stuff for you guys, so I don't know. <laughs> There's going to be one suitcase just of group. Well, there always is, but of group stuff. Nice. So, and you're bringing me stuff too. So, yeah. Well, I'm serious. I'm supposed to bring you stuff. There's a big difference between me bringing you stuff and supposed to bring you. Stuff. Just okay, for missing yeah. items, it's Matt's fault. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Uh, well, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, of course, if you're listening to this episode the week it comes out, uh, of course, we'll be uh, sharing a lot of this on Facebook and Instagram and Periscope. So make sure you follow us over there for all that stuff. You want to catch us live and be able to get a peek into some of the fun that we're going to be doing there. And if you're, if you're listening to this episode, you know, months and years beyond this cruise when it already happened that's all right too because of course the follow-up episode is coming up in about uh, two episodes from now where you can hear about again our experiences on there Annette, i am super excited for this i i i i think that we've done about as much as we can to make this super awesome and i think that with everything you've done to make this a reality i know we're gonna have an awesome time oh we're a good team together this works well so we're gonna make sure everybody has a great time absolutely all right we'll see you in alaska See ya. Or Seattle. Whatever happens first. I'm not sure. All right. With all that group cruise excitement, I am ready to answer some Royal Caribbean emails. This is the part of the episode where I dive into the Royal Caribbean blog inbox and pick out some great messages that you have sent me to be answered right here on the podcast. And, of course, you can always do so by emailing me, Matt, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Matt, M-A-T-T, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Our first email this week comes to us from Eric Clemens of Bristol, Connecticut. And Eric writes, just returned from a seven-night western jaunt on uh, Tulabadi, Falmouth, and Cosmel on Oasis of the Seas with 15 family and friends. It was my first cruise on an Oasis-class ship, though she showed some signs of wear and tear. She was beautiful. Here's my take. We had high winds and rough seas due to storms the first day and a half and enforced most activities indoors. Finally, we saw the sun when we hit Labadee. Thank God. And in Labadee, we did the zip line, which was awesome. So was Columbus Cove Beach. There wasn't a lot of rocks, and Labadee that we tried was smooth. In Falmouth, we did a leisurely tour with some shopping and ate some local food. We had some jerk chicken, which was tasty and never felt unsafe in any part of our tour. Of course, the shop owners were a little forceful in trying to get us to stop at their shops, but that never bothers me. I just politely decline and keep moving. Cosmel, we climbed Copa Pyramid, and though only three of our group did it, we felt a strong sense of accomplishment and exhaustion after taking part in the 123-foot, 50-degree climb. Cosmel has many layers, and I will visit there again and do something different as it took tour all day. All the people providing the food, the tours and service at each stop were friendly, professional, and knowledgeable. In terms of food on Oasis, perhaps it's me, but the overall quality from the Windjamer and the main dining room seemed to fall off a bit from my previous cruises. Some items were excellent, while others were just mediocre. For the most part, we enjoyed our main dining room dinners, and my wife and I had room service breakfast once. It was pretty solid. I thought it would be better, but overall, the food quality wasn't bad. For especially dining, we went to Chop's Grill for lunch. I was disappointed to see that my 6-ounce filet mignon was actually about 2.5 ounces, but the overall meal was fine, especially with my wife's burger. I won't do their lunch again, but the burger saved a chance for me to have dinner there again. At Sabor, huge portions, but service is a little slow and sometimes inaccurate. The food, however, was excellent. We'll be back. Great atmosphere. Park Cafe, the roast beef sandwiches and salads made to order will bring me back again and again. 
For activities, I ziplined the first day before the ruins, before the rains hit, because nobody was in line. Four and a half seconds of bliss. I climbed the rock wall on my last day, made it only about halfway. Cobra Pyramid climb zapped me. For shows, we didn't see cats, but all the shows on board were excellent. I'd see them all again. The Nile F was very good, especially Dazzle's band Temperature. However, I still believe baby boomers are overlooked when it comes to the dance club parties. We like to get down too, but rarely heard songs we can relate to, even when we were the majority of the audience on hand. Overall, we had a wonderful time, but not enough time to take in all of that Oasis has to offer. We've got to get back soon and do some different stuff. There's so much. We had 6,500 passengers on board and a lot of kids, but I never felt like it was too much. The Windjam Air is crowded on every ship. My family is hooked. We're already talking about another big group cruise in 2019, possibly to the Mediterranean. We might even jump on Oasis for her transatlantic sailing next April. Eric! Thank you for all of your uh, great email here. And of course, thank you for being a Real Green Black Insider as well, Eric. And I got to tell you, your review of Oasis of the Seas is right on the money, I think, in terms of a lot of the experience I've heard and certainly my own experience as well. I'm glad you're here. You had a great time on there. And uh, thank you for sharing. Our next email comes to us from Paula, who writes, Hello from South Africa. I've been listening to lots of podcasts and planning our holiday, and yours is by far my favorite. Thank you. My daughter, who's 20, and I are traveling on Harmony of the Seas in December, and I'd appreciate your help in planning our excursions. Number one, in Cozumel, I'd like to do a DIY, do-it-yourself combo of snorkeling, visiting San Miguel, a Mayan ruin, and tequila tasting. I don't know if it's all possible to do it all. I can't do this via private tour due to our terrible exchange rate. We have a limited budget. I want to be able to pay cash. Any suggestions? Yes, you have two options that stick out to me, Paul. One is to rent a car and then take yourself from point A to point B to point C. The snorkeling, there's a lot of places you can do snorkeling. I mean, there's a lot. Go to TripAdvisor, Paula. Find one for snorkeling that appeals to you. I wouldn't do like a tour. I would just do like look for a beach that offers snorkeling. If you have your own equipment, great. If not, you need a place that obviously provides it for you. But there's a ton. Uh, I mean, you can go to like a lot of the beaches, like Paradise Beach. They offer snorkeling. I can't speak to how good it is. I'm sure there are some places that are better than others. But there's a lot of possibilities. So my suggestion is you either rent a car and drive to the snorkeling or then take a taxi. Taxis are really inexpensive. And it might just be easier to do that unless there's less liability. Maybe it costs you more in the grand scheme of things, but I, you know, for two people, it's probably not that much more of a uh, of a cost. So you could do that. that. Visiting San Miguel, obviously, you could do that quite easily. That's a taxi downtown, or again, your rental car. The Mayan ruins, same difference. You're good there. And the tequila tasting is the only X factor. Again, you, you should research that ahead of time to figure it out. I would plan around the tequila tasting, followed by the snorkeling followed by the Mayan ruins, and then work San Miguel in whenever you got an, an open t- gap of time, more than likely in the early morning when you first get there. But I feel like with that approach, you could certainly make that happen. There are also some private tour guides that are available, Paula, that you'll find a lot of them online. If you just Google, you know, Cozumel driver for the day or something like that, I'm sure you'll find some options there. Alternatively, you could try to just simply walk out to the pier area, and you're going to find a lot of people in the port uh, that are offering services like that. It's the, the, the risk with that, of course, is you have no idea who these people are and how good they are and what, you know, all that entails. And, you know, but my, my sense of it is if you plan it ahead of time, I think you can accomplish all this on your own. It's just the tequila taste is the X factor. The other three, San Miguel, uh, snorkeling, all easy to do. You don't, you know, you can certainly plan that on your own. It's just a matter of knowing where to go for snorkeling, uh, when and where to go for the tequila tasting. And San Miguel, you can enjoy on your own uh, quite easily throughout the whole thing. Uh, in Jamaica, Paula wants to know, is there any way to have a reggae experience without doing the Bob Marley Memorial Excursion? I'd love, love to do this again, but needing to pay cash and limited budget is problematic. So again, 
I would either recommend one of two things, Paul. I would either recommend researching an online for a private tour, or I would go to the port. You know, you go to the pier area, you'll find tour guides that are available at, at there. My recommendation is to always try to plan in advance. You'll be cognizant of the price ahead of time. You'll also be able to negotiate exactly what you're looking to do. There's a lot of tour guides that are out there. I can't necessarily recommend one from my own personal experience, but I can tell you that, again, if you search for Falmouth, day tours or Falmouth private tours, you'll be able to find one there and they all take cash. In fact, it's very rare with any private tour guide that you pay in in advance. The most you would do, Paula, is you'd pay a deposit in advance. But again, you can contact them and maybe be able to get something arranged that, you know, can work towards your advantage with the currency. Next email is from Zach Taylor writes, thanks for informative blog and podcast. I'm new to the world of Royal Caribbean. But I've done a couple of cruises with Carnival, and they've been awesome. I'm joining a friend of mine. We're selling on Magic the Seas to Cuba and Cozumel this August. So I've loved exploring your blog and listening to your podcast and learn all the tips and tricks about Royal Caribbean. I'm trying to figure out what to do in Cuba as we're required to do an excursion, and the excursions you're allowed to do have to fit into some different category of travel. Curious to see if you or any of your listeners have any suggestions on excursions or general suggestions for cruising to Cuba. I also saw that when you purchase the refreshment package of certain chips, you're given a novelty cup with a chip in it to access the Coca-Cola freestyle machines. So that brings up two questions. Number one, does this come in both the refreshment package as well as soda package? And two, how many Coca-Cola freestyle machines are on the ship, specifically Majesty of the Seas, and where are they at? Thanks a bunch. Um, P.S. If you or any of your haven't tried Peach Mellow Yellow in one of those Coca-Cola freestyle machines, I highly recommend it. Man, good questions there, Zach. Thank you for reaching out to me. So for Cuba, I'm actually going to Cuba for the first time this summer as well, Zach. And I think what it boils down to, in my opinion, is... Finding either A, an excursion that appeals to you, like something that's, you know, Royal Caribbean offers. You can also do something on your own. To be clear, Cuba doesn't care what you do. It's the United States that cares what you do, right? You have to be able to show them that you did something that fits in one of those categories. There are private tours available too, so don't overlook those. I've heard very good things about Blexi Tours, B-L-E-X-I-E. If you Google it, you will find him or the group. I'm not sure who runs it, but that's one I've I've heard lots of great things about, uh, as well as some of the other tours uh, that offer different depends what you're looking to do quite honestly um, but I'm going there myself Zach so look here on I know you're going in August I'm going in July so I'll hopefully be able to report back to you before you go on your cruise and you'll have an opportunity to uh, you know pick my brain as it were about all that now your other question was at the Coca-Cola freestyle machines and yes the the soda cup that you get the refillable cup that works the freestyle machines comes in every single drink package so the deluxe beverage package the royal refreshment package which is the non-alcoholic packet drink package and of course the soda package itself so you'll get them all in fact even if your ship doesn't have a coca-cola freestyle machine you still get the cup and number two how many coca-cola freestyle machines are on the ships i believe the number is between six and eight depends on the ship there are a variety of different spots you know it depends on obviously the ship itself there's usually one or two in the windjamer uh, one in the Centrum or the Promenade, and a, variety, a place here or there. It just depends on that. So they're usually around. Can they get busy? Sure, but you know, it's not. I don't think it's ever anything too too bad to work out. And don't forget, even whether you have the soda package or the Royal Refreshment package, you always have the option of just being able to go to any bar or, or lounge or restaurant and ask them to just give you a cup of uh, of soda. You can also just have them refill the cup for you. Obviously, you don't have access to your highly recommended peach mellow yellow but you know just want to make it clear that you're not wholeheartedly reliant on the coca-cola freestyle machines which are awesome so um last email oh zach has one more question i missed this one also wondering if you knew much about the visa stuff for cuba is it worth it to look for a way to get one before the cruise or just take the one that's you you really have no choice zach you have to take the one where Caribbean gets you because it will automatically be applied so even if you got your own 
maybe save some money. It's not going to matter because Realtor will still charge you for it. So you got to take that one. You got no choice in there. Thank you for the email, dude. And our last email today comes to us from Daniel Stober of Harriman, Utah, where it's, hey, Matt, my daughter had a friend who took a cruise on Carnival. She took a private tour and returned back to port so late that the gangway has already been taken down. The port agent met the group and had everyone's passport in hand. Fortunately for the group, the captain allowed the group to board, whereupon one of the officers chewed them out for their tardiness. However, this scenario raises some interesting questions. It may even alter the calculus about whether you need to carry your passport off the ship when you're in port. Obviously, the ship's crew entered the cabin of the passengers who had the passports, presumably from the room safe, in order to avoid leaving those passengers straight in the port without passports. Have you heard of this before? Is this a carnival-specific practice? Does Royal Caribbean do the same thing? Uh, Daniel, actually, I think, I don't know where you mentioned which port it is, but I know in certain parts, like European itineraries, they will do that. But for the Caribbean, that's not the case. Um, in fact, I'm not aware that if you miss the port, they're not going to do anything. I mean, what if you're hours late? What are they going to do? Leave it on the on the pier for you? I mean, I, I don't know that it's quite to that extent. Uh, granted, I haven't gotten to that situation. I hope I never get in that situation. But here's the thing. Are there certain itineraries in which they will take your passports for processing of some kind? Yes. But if they don't do that, you should absolutely take it with you. Bottom line, always cruise with passports. Always take them with you off the ship. End of story. And now I feel better about saying it. <laughs> but Daniel, send me an email, dude. I just want to hear about what the itinerary is. Because I'm going to guess that it was a European itinerary. I've just never heard of it being an issue where they would take your passports proactively on, on like a Caribbean itinerary. Now, if you're saying what you're saying is true, and again, you're presuming, which we don't know for a fact, that they actually retrieved the passports from their room, I, I don't know about that. Now, I will point out one other thing, which is that with Royal Caribbean, if you book a, a shore excursion with Royal Caribbean and the tour is late, the ship will, well, they'll, they'll guarantee you're going to get back to the ship. Sometimes that means that the ship will wait for you. Sometimes that means Royal Caribbean will fly you to the next port. But more than likely, you know, if you're like, you know, running 20 minutes late or something like that, half an hour late, uh, the because it's a Royal Caribbean excursion, they have the ability to call the ship and the ship will wait for you because it's a Royal Caribbean excursion. It's one of the guarantees of booking an excursion through Royal Caribbean. So something else to keep in mind. In fact, a lot of people will book an excursion through Royal Caribbean specifically for that clause because peace of mind is something it's hard to put a price on, right? And for a lot of people, that's what it's all about. All right, my friends, well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Don't forget, we'll be live blogging all this week on board Explorer of the Seas. You can find a link to our live blog at our show notes at royalcaribbeanblog.com, or you can also find it anytime by going to explorerofthesease.live, explorerofthesease.live. Well, thanks again for joining us here, and until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.